0: Log
1: Talk Radio. You are listening to the Jewel Network Science Radio Broadcasting Frequency. The Jewel Network provides the neural nutrition and stimulates expansion and evolution of the human brain, nervous system, and body. Remember, our source is a neuron.
2: the jewel network science broadcast frequency the jewel network is a radio frequency of continuous streaming science knowledge and wisdom which promotes and sustains the activation of present evolutionary process of immortality and the unfolding of the god self within the evolutionary planetary society on planet earth the jewel network is committed to broadcasting the science of life and the science of living by cultivating the mind of a scientist, you'll be enabled to extract the very best the current 21st century has to offer. You are listening to Deborah's Healing Kitchen with your host, author, speaker, and myth Culinary Expert with Dr. Joel Pookwin's EQ Medicine Professional Alliance, Miss Deborah Peake Ames.
3: Hello, welcome to Deborah's Healing Kitchen. I am Deborah P. Haines, your host, and I am so grateful that you are listening with me today because I have some more wonderful, enlightening uh, information that will come to you, and I want to make sure that you are ready. I get your pen and pen, uh, pencils, paper ready so you can take in this information that we're going to share. We have a a lovely woman who is going to share with us today, and I am very happy to welcome Michelle Ewer. Thank you so much, Michelle, for being with us. She is a holistic health practitioner, and I just want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to allow me to interview you today. So how are you feeling?
0: I'm feeling great. Thank you so much for having me.
3: Yes, so, Michelle, I know we, we met, I guess it was last year, and I had a wonderful conversation with you. So I think there's so much information that you have that is intriguing and also enlightening. And so could you tell the listeners a little bit about your background and your path that led you to your wellness
0: practice? Absolutely. Um, yeah, so my my path to wellness uh, didn't start off, it wasn't like I, I was a little kid and wanted to be a doctor or anything like that, um, I've had a general passion for health ever since I was little simply because my mom has multiple sclerosis and she's had multiple sclerosis since before I was born. So by the time I was eight, she was bed bound and wheelchair bound. So wow. we, we grew up helping to take care of her, my brother and I, um, and my dad takes care of her. He's her full-time carer. Um, And what I realized is that growing up, the Western world didn't have a lot of answers for us. Um, They would do all these experimental treatments or all these experimental drugs, but nothing ever really helped her get better. So um, I actually went to China looking for answers. I thought maybe they would would have a solution. And I actually lived over in China for about two years. um, And while I was over there, I studied all the different tiers of Chinese medicine. I learned some really fascinating things and I ended up coming back. Eventually, I worked at a neurology clinic for a little while and then I started my own practice as a private brain coach um, and then later got into thermography.
3: Wow, that is awesome. That is really awesome. Well, in light of everything that's going on now in China, what is your what is your perspective on that? I just, you know, that just came to me when you mentioned China. Of course, I want to go a little bit more into what you learned while you were there for the 2 years, but with in light of what's going on now with the virus, what is your perspective on that?
0: Um China is a very densely populated place in quite a lot of areas, Um, Mm -hmm. and there's been a really dramatic shift in health in general and approach to health in China over, you know, the last 10 years or so. When I was first there in 2009, um, they were only beginning to introduce a lot of westernization. I mean, they, they started introducing westernization when essentially the economy opened up under Deng Xiaoping, but... Um, they, the nature of the way that we've essentially treated our bodies and our environment is mm-hmm. seen on a much larger scale in China right now. So when I was there in 2009, it was very rare for me to see an overweight child, especially in the outskirts of the city or even any of the rural areas. When I went back in 2012, it was much more common for me to see an overweight Chinese child, which wow. was very interesting because it just demonstrated how dramatically the nature of the environment there had changed in such a short space of time with all these people.
3: Wow. Well, so, you know, when I travel overseas, it really is interesting when I see places that, you know, practice what they had practiced over, you know, many, many centuries of health and wellness Versus the communities that have adopted more westernized way of treating, you know, uh, or taking care of people through westernized medicine. So I think that's a really great point that you bring up because now that they are using or have more of a perspective of westernized medicine that's infiltrated their culture, you see the the after effects, which is you know really interesting. And so I'm glad that you shed. Light on that, um because, like you said, it's so rare to see an overweight Chinese child, and now, I guess with fast food restaurants or different things coming into their environment, now you see some of the things that have has been happening over here for many years, so Correct. tell us something yes, yeah, tell us something else that you have learned that was very profound as far as you know chinese medicine and and traditionally how they have handled you know, any type of chronic condition.
0: Actually, that, that's the funny thing is that they have been so good for so many thousands of years at preventing chronic illness mm-hmm. that they're really not set up to deal with chronic diseases, um, wow. And the only reason that they've started getting chronic illnesses is because they've adopted Western lifestyle choices, such as right. diet, such as, um, you know, the the quality of the food, the quality of the water, things like that, the exposure to chemicals in the air or toxicity in things that they come in contact with every day. So the more that that's being adopted, the more they're starting to see chronic illnesses pop up. But the traditional Chinese way of treating anything um, has to do more with prevention than anything else. Uh, when I was over there, it was so easy to get an hour-long massage for, you know, less than $10. And that's wow. because they found that massage was such an integral part of preventative health care that right. they really encouraged it. It was really easy to come across that. And people did it, you know, as just a regular habit. It, it wasn't right. a special luxury thing that is how we right. treat it in the U.S.
3: Yes, where, you know people that have means here, you know, they go to the spa. It's you know, like you said, it's a luxury treatment. It's not part of our daily or our weekly self-care. And I have mm-hmm. a, a very close friend who travels a lot in Asia and she, you know, always talks about the great massages and it's less than $20 and and they don't they look at it very differently than we look at it. Now, of course, because of my exposure, I understand this is part of self-care and I try to spread that word but to your point um you know it's a different perspective on how we take care of our bodies so i think that's really really interesting and i'm just really prayerful that you know china will be able to open their eyes and say okay we need to go back to some of these things that we used to do um so we won't have these yeah go ahead i'm sorry go ahead
0: Oh no, 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 absolutely. Yeah, one of the things that I also noticed while I was over there was just that um the one thing they've adopted from western medicine is emergency surgery techniques. And that's because in World War II, the United States got very good at emergency surgery in the field. We had all of our mash units deployed and so we developed a lot of surgical techniques very quickly. When I was looking at the different tiers of Chinese medicine, I realized that the hospitals in China, they do a very good job of utilizing those Western surgical techniques. However, if you go into a pharmacy in China, you're not going to find very many, um, or or if any, pharmaceutical drugs instead a pharmacy looks more like the old style apothecary areas where they have all these glass jars and they've got roots and barks and you know different things like that you take your prescription to the pharmacist he pulls the ingredients off the shelf puts it into a giant pestle and mortar crushes everything up measures it out into individual tea bags and then you drink the tea or the liquid tincture whatever he makes in and, and that's essentially your dose for the day so, right. they still use a lot of very natural ingredients that have a lot of them much more potent healing properties than the synthetic versions that have been turned into pharmaceutical drugs here in the u s
3: Wow, well, have you seen anything that's close to that um in the area in which you live as far uh, as in terms
0: policy. of that apothecary style
3: yes yes have you have you been have you discovered any place like that? You know in your area
0: in which you live there are several um, little pockets of Chinese communities in particular mm-hmm. I know that there's one over off of Greenville in 75 right and oh, they yeah, have yeah. a Chinese yeah Chinese grocery store that still has a lot of the traditional herbs and things that you can buy from there um, I know that several acupuncturists in the U.S. that are Chinese traditional Chinese acupuncturists. They also carry a lot of the traditional Chinese herbs. Mm -hmm. So you can still find little little pockets here and there. It just kind of depends.
3: Well, in light of this conversation about what's going on with uh, the virus coming out of China, would you like to share a a few tips that would help someone really build their immune system? Because, you know, what I've learned is if your immune system is intact, it can your body can handle a lot so is there any yes. any light that you would like to shed on that
0: yes um, one of the best things you can do for your immune system because your immune system is your lymphatic system they are the mm-hmm. exact same thing you have lymphatic fluid that runs from the top of your head down to your toes and the lymphatic fluid actually runs parallel to all the blood in the body and mm-hmm. the lymphatic system is your immune system. So it produces T cells, antibodies, everything you need to fight infection. It's also your waste disposal system, and it's also your fat transportation system. So it has three very major jobs. One of the easiest things you can do to support healthy lymphatics is to drink warm to hot water, really good quality warm to hot water. There's a reason why in China they start every day with warm water and anytime you go to any restaurants or you sit down for any sort of meal they will have a pot of hot water and little cups and a lot of people will drink just the hot water straight and then add the tea in later mm, okay. so hot water it opens up the digestive system and it helps the lymphatic fluid flow very effectively throughout the body the key is, though, that you want to start with really good quality water. The best quality water is either going to be distilled or reverse osmosis.
3: Oh, okay, okay. So uh, how do you feel about natural spring water?
0: Uh, the problem with natural spring water is that um, even if they disclose the source, they don't necessarily have to disclose if there's, for example, a chemical plant a mile away that leaches chemicals into the groundwater mm. and then they get that water from that natural source, they don't have to tell the public that, hey, there's also chemicals from this massive pharmaceutical plant that's a mile away.
3: Wow. So wow.
0: it's hard to know the quality of water you're actually getting. The reason that distilled is such a safe option, and the reason that distilled is the kind of water that's recommended for CPAP machines, medical equipment, you know, high-grade things like that, is because the way that distilled water is made is they heat the water past the boiling point, and the mm-hmm. distilled water is essentially the steam that's collected. It's the hydrogen and oxygen molecules that rise into the steam a steam form. Most often, the contaminants that are in the water are too heavy to be produced as steam or to lift into that steam form. So um, you're actually filtering out most of the contaminants. That's why distilled is such a a very pure, natural form of hydrogen and oxygen molecules.
3: And so how does that versus uh, reverse osmosis?
0: Reverse osmosis is just another... It's a really good... um, Quality of water to get, and it's it's just another good option. Um, reverse osmosis water—it's the way that they actually do the filtering of the reverse osmosis system that allows for a majority of the contaminants to get out. So both of those are really safe choices when it comes to water quality.
3: Mm, okay. Well, I think that is just excellent information, and I hope the listeners are really taking note because I know you know water is just so essential and not just any water. I don't know if you um, saw the article. I don't know if it was the New York Times, but I guess in the last six months there was an article that came out and talked about that most of the water in the United States was contaminated with uh, pharmaceuticals and other toxic substances and yes. how people should never, ever drink tap water wherever you live. I'm I'm sure you already knew that, but I thought it was really interesting they finally released that article.
0: Yeah, and a lot of people, too, think that if they get their water filtered from their refrigerator, they Mm -hmm. don't think about it as coming from the tap. But essentially, your refrigerator is hooked up to the general water line system, so it is still tap water. Not only that, but when it's put into the refrigerator filter system, it then sits in the refrigerator. And if there's corrosive metal in there, if there's plastic that has toxins and parabens and all those other things in it, all that is adding even more toxicity to that already toxic groundwater or city water, as you will.
3: How do you feel about the filters on the faucets?
0: It depends which kind you get. <laughs>
3: right. I know it will, some are superior than others. Yeah, that's true. Correct. Because I, I actually, um, I think I have... Some information on that on my website, yeah, that that is true. But we really do need to think more about how we, uh, you know, drink water and where the source is coming from. And I'm glad that you pointed out that point about you don't know if there's a chemical plant in close proximity to the springs. And I didn't know they didn't have to disclose that. I mean, that's really like, wow. But anyway, uh, moving on, one of the things that – I was privy to through my holistic doctor was the benefits of getting thermography instead of some of the other, um, how would you say, um, uh, scanning or screening uh, services. Mm -hmm. And so do you mind sharing a little bit about thermography and why people might want to consider thermography versus some other Uh, types of screening services that might expose you to radiation
0: sure so there's two kinds of thermography there's camera thermography which is infrared thermography and then there's regulation point thermography the kind of thermography that we do is regulation point thermography Um, infrared camera thermography only it's a machine and it scans the surface temperature of just the breast and chest area which Mm -hmm. is fine for showing changes on a surface level, but it doesn't tell you anything about why those changes are occurring. Mm -hmm. Regulation point thermography, on the other hand, is where a technician is in the room with you and they take a little wand and they measure over 119 points on the body. And then they have you cool down and come back and do all those points again. And what that does is it measures the actual functionality of every single organ and system in the body and can Mm -hmm. show things like cancer and uh, Lyme disease and internal infections way before they would ever show up on a traditional Western test when it becomes more of an acute issue. The Mm -hmm. regulation point thermography was actually created by German medical doctors and German biological dentists over 40 years ago. It's very widely used in Europe. In Uh fact, I've got a a friend of mine who is actually a hospital administrator over in France. And when I first started studying thermography, I got really excited to tell her about it. And she was a little bit confused. And she goes, what are you talking about? I'm not allowed to admit anyone to my hospital without that test above MRIs, above CAT scans, and above blood work. She goes, our doctors don't work without it. Yeah. She goes, we've been using it in in France for over 30 years. We don't work with, our doctors don't work without it.
3: Wow. So I wonder, how do you think that would change the scope of our healthcare system?
0: I, I, <laughs> um, I think that it would collapse a billion-dollar industry <laughs> if everyone oh, was yes. doing thermography. Yeah, let's be honest, uh, simply, right? right? Right. Just to be quite fair, simply because it shows so many underlying things, it really shows the root cause of what's going wrong. So, for example, when women go to get their breast health checked, A lot of times it's simply the breast that's being looked at. What the thermogram shows is every single thing that influences the health of the breast tissue because your breasts Mm -hmm. are actually lymphatic tissues. So um, things that influence the health of the breast tissue are the health of the mouth in certain areas, the health of the liver, the endocrine system, whether or not that's completely balanced, um, the fibrocystic or the density of the breast tissue, um, the I mean, there's just all these little bitty things that influence the health of the breast. And a lot of times there can be stuff going on in the breast that isn't actually coming from the breast at all. Mm-hmm. So that's what this test shows as opposed to a different traditional test.
3: Wow. I mean, that is awesome. That is really awesome. But just to... I, I'm still trying to get over what you said about the hospital not even allowing someone to come unless they had that. I mean, that's... It just, just shows how... At one point, we appear to be very progressive in our thinking in this country, but then when you really dig a little deeper, we're really not. And sometimes I think, and many times, it, it goes back to the dollar.
0: So I yeah. think we
3: all need to be more aware of what is really what is really running or guiding a lot of our health care services in this country. So, I mean, that is really phenomenal that you were able, able to uncover you know, what's happening in that hospital over in France or in France in general or in Germany. So I know thermography for me has been, you know, very helpful in, you know, looking at, okay, I need to work on this, I need to work on this. But one of the things I really appreciate in talking with you last year is how you were sharing with me about pulling using the coconut oil. So do you mind sharing Mm -hmm. a little bit about what you shared with me?
0: Yeah, coconut oil is a really good maintenance item, maintenance habit to get into on a regular basis. And the best way to do that, and we like to use um, a company called Skinny Coconut Oil because we've tested Mm -hmm. several, and some of them pull enamel off the teeth. So Mm -hmm. Skinny Coconut Oil was created specifically for oil pulling. You can get it on Amazon. And it doesn't damage the enamel in any way. So basically you take a scoop of the coconut oil, Um, And you put it in the pocket of your cheek or, you know, under the tongue until it melts, becomes liquid. You swish it around the mouth for up to 15 to 20 minutes, and then you spit it out. Personal tip, spit it out into a trash can or a cup, not into the sink, because if it gets hard or cold in the pipes, it will clog your pipes. So FYI. Um, mm-hmm. But it's antiviral, antibacterial, antimicrobial, and it's, it's really good for maintenance of the health of the mouth. And the reason that's so important is because 80% of chronic illness actually starts in the mouth.
3: Oh, wow. Okay, so not in the colon, but the mouth, because it has to go through the mouth first to get to the colon.
0: Is that how it, that works? Yeah, in, in general, everything starts with the health of the mouth, because mm, okay. it's the first point of exposure for anything internal.
3: So um, I know I have, in some of my talks, I have shared, and people really, it seems like a light comes on, I said, if you have really bad gum disease, that means that you probably have a whole lot of issues going on in your body, and so your mm-hmm. gums and your teeth have to be healthy. Um, so I really appreciate you sharing that with us, and the other thing that, um, well, as you know, it's a big, big industry, people wanting white teeth. But after I took right. your tip and started using the skinny coconut oil, you know, my teeth started whitening. And so those are some other benefits that I had not, you know, thought would happen, but that was also good too because I know yeah. it's a big industry to whiten teeth. hmm So um, is there anything else that you would like to share? Because some of these tips are really inexpensive, but they're so impactful, and I really appreciate your insight. In fact, Michelle, I want to say this. In speaking with you, I know you're a young woman, but it sounds like you have the wisdom of the ages, so well, that really comes out in nerd. our conversation, <laughs> right? It comes out I'm in a, a, a conversation. A thank you. So, <laughs> but I, I want to ask you another thing about China. You were there for two years. So, did you had you anticipating staying two years, or did you get there and decide to stay longer? And then, what made you, you know, come back to the U.S. if you don't mind me asking?
0: So I lived there a total of three different times that kind of amassed to a full two years. Oh, okay. Um, and honestly, okay. I came back because my visa expired. So. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay, <laughs> and, that's and, real practical. Yeah, and then I got a job. Yeah, then I got a job offer here, and then I ended up staying here. So that's kind of oh,
3: okay. well, good. <laughs> that's all that and,
0: was.
3: <laughs> and I understand that you are completing another level of training and uh, studying and research. And so what are you looking at? Uh, As far as, you know, your next move, are you going to be where you are? Are you expanding your services, if you wouldn't mind me asking?
0: Sure. I'm in the process of finishing up my naturopathic doctor's license. So that will be the um, final educational feather in the cap, at least for now, because, again, Uh I just like school. So uh, at the moment (laughs) I've got my global global business MBA um, from Thunderbird, Uh, I've got my bachelor's degrees. Um, My minors were in Chinese medicine and Chinese studies. Um, I have my holistic MBA, so that's a holistic health degree. I've got all my life and health coaching certifications um, and now going for the naturopathic doctor's license. So my next step is really uh, working more one-on-one with patients. Um, I am taking on more patients at this time, so I Mm -hmm. have some spots open for some new patients to work with. We're also expanding our clinic, so we're moving into a larger space soon which will Wonderful. be great because we'll be able to, yeah, we'll be able to offer therapies as well as personalized treatment plans, as well as thermography. Right. So, well, that is that is, awesome.
3: well, that is really awesome. So are you finding that people are much more open now to naturopathic um, uh, perspective and treatment?
0: I feel like they are, and I think that's born out of a combination of, more information giving people more options and a lot of people Mm -hmm. being willing to do a lot more of their own research rather than just going with what someone tells them to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also think the other contributing factor to that is that people are frustrated. They go to doctor after doctor who are specialists in certain areas and they don't get the help and the time and the attention and the care that they need. One of our appointments is over an hour long. It's, well, it's usually up to an hour long. And when I start working with someone new, I request that they text me every single day. People aren't used to having 24-7 access to their doctor. Right, <laughs> it, right. It just doesn't happen very often. But uh, when you're talking about major lifestyle shifts and changes, right, then – I feel like that's really necessary. And if you look up the definition of doctor in the original Latin, it means to educate or to teach. Right. My, my role, my goal is to teach someone how to take care of themselves in the best possible way to get the maximum results to live their best life.
3: Right. And there's not
0: enough of right. that in the traditional medical community.
3: Right, right. No, I think you are so right. And when someone is going through, as you said, a shift in their health, I mean, it can be very traumatic when you might need support or some direction. I mean, I, I've had uh, experiences where it was so beneficial for me to be able to call my my doctor and, you know, just talk and say, okay, this is what's happening. Is this really serious or Mm-hmm. Is this okay? And and many times, you know, she would say, Well, no, no, your body's transitioning, this is what you need to do Many times she would say, You really need to take a nap you know. So <laughs> sometimes we we really don't understand uh the importance of rest. Right. Especially, you know, in the type of society we live in. So I think that is awesome and I'm really excited about you know, what you're about to do. And I know you're going to be a blessing to so many, so many, many other people. And um, you also have a partner that is uh, a
0: naturopathic doctor as well, correct? Correct, yes. Yeah, he actually um, just got all of his results back, and he's now officially an ND. So very, very excited, very proud.
3: Awesome, awesome. Well, congratulations. So the two of you are going to be the next power couple. (laughs)
0: I hope so. (laughs) That would be – by by power couple, if that means we get to serve and help a huge amount of people, then that's really the goal because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. Like how much can you give back? How many people can you help? If there's been – I feel like if my mom had had more help at the beginning, at the early stages, if somebody had taught her, you know, here's the best water to drink, here's how to manage your food and your stress and all this other stuff – then maybe her progression would have been completely different. I don't know. It's all hindsight. But, right. I, you know, if if we can be there for other people in that capacity, then we've done our, our job.
3: Well, I think you are so right. Um, any leader should be a servant leader, and any power is not just for yourself but for who you help. And so I, yeah. I really appreciate your perspective, and I'm sure that uh, you and your um, – upcoming husband will have (laughs) wonderful testimonies and help so many other people and so it's just been a blessing to be able to meet you and talk with you and for you to share you know your information and uh, as i said i think that you you know have wisdom of the ages and you've been able to communicate that to so many so is there anything else you'd like to share how can people get in touch with you and your practice i think they would really be interested and do you have a website
0: absolutely yeah we do have a website it's thermographycenter.com and that's t-h-e-r-m-o-g-r-a-p-h-y-c-e-n-t-e-r.com we've got a great 12-week self-study program that you can sign up for that actually starts to teach you all these lifestyle steps one one step at a time, you get one email a week for 12 weeks. That way you can put it into practice yourself. Or, you know, you can check out all of the bios of all of our practitioners, um, and there's a spot where you can schedule an appointment. Or if you want, you can call in to our mainline number and say, hey, I want to set up a 15-minute free consultation with Michelle. And you can do that. We're more than happy to do that and talk to you before you make any decisions about what direction you want to go in your health journey.
3: Well, That is wonderful, and of course, if they are interested in thermography, excuse me, that is available, and so they can also come there for that. And then you do send Absolutely. the reports back to whoever their
0: attending health practitioner is. Is that correct? Yeah, we're very collaborative. Um, we've our center has trained over two hundred doctors in the United States um, on how to read the thermogram properly. It, on the surface it looks very simple because it is in plain english but there's a lot of little nuances to what the results actually mean and how to use those results to identify underlying root causes that is why we include a full review with one of our specialists when you come and get the testing done. So you get the, test, the results of your test immediately after the test itself, and someone sits down and goes over all the results with you so you understand what it says. And then after that, if you want to pass it along to your doctor or whoever you want to work with, they're welcome to call us, and we will collaborate with them to make sure that those results help further the, you in a beneficial way in terms of your treatment plans whether it's right. with us or a different doctor.
3: Well, that is, that is wonderful. I think collaboration is what we need more of uh, with people that have open minds and really want to help. So thank you so much, Michelle. And I hope that you don't mind coming back and having another interview with us on Deborah's Healing Kitchen in the very near future. So thank you for taking the time. And also sharing, I know we condensed a whole lot that you have studied and researched in a short (laughs) amount of time, but I do think it was helpful. And to all the listeners... Please go to DebraPKanes.com if you want more information about Deborah's Healing Kitchen and some of the things that I'm doing. And we always look for ways to collaborate with wonderful people like Michelle. So thank you again for listening to Deborah's Healing Kitchen, and please listen to us again the next time. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day.
2: Debra P. Caines, here each Tuesday at five o'clock Eastern Standard Time on the Joy Network, hosted by thejoynetwork.com, e4medicine.com, and DeborahsHealingKitchen.com. For our complete broadcast schedule, additional information, and to purchase products, please visit our website at www.thjoynetwork.com. For our complete broadcast schedule, additional information, and to purchase products. Please visit our website at www.thejordnetwork.com. If you'd like to contact Ms. Deborah, please send your email to debrap.hane at juis.education. Follow us on Facebook at Deborah's Healing Kitchen. Thank you.
1: Humanity is experiencing a vast variety of disorders. HIV, Zika virus, Ebola, hypertension, meningitis, STD, Alzheimer's, and many others. These disorders are the results of not knowing how to live within and navigate the human body. Most of us have learned how to drive a car, but have yet to learn how to care for and navigate our bodies. Enroll into the Jewel University of Immortal Sciences for Immortal Living to learn how to navigate and maintain a disease-free body. Visit us at www.juis.education or visit us on Facebook. This broadcast is under full copyright and trademark protection owned by the House of Jewels. This broadcast in its entirety nor any part of this broadcast can be reproduced, copied, transcribed, placed in podcast format, placed into mp3 format or suspended on any internet digital location without express permission from the house of jewels washington state usa to reproduce or suspend this broadcast in any digital location other than the jewel network is prohibited and legal proceedings will follow accordingly thank you for listening